Hey friend, welcome to the Good Gets Better podcast. I'm your host, Amber Vreeland, and today I'm going to be joined by Colton Dixon. And I'm super pumped for today's episode because we're talking a lot about the enemy's tactics with us. And I think it's quite an empowering thing to understand what the enemy's tactics are and also the authority that we have over him. I also love Colton Dixon's music. I grew up listening to him on the radio with songs like Through All of It. And then as of recently, his songs Miracles, My Light, and Build a Boat. So if you haven't heard his music before, definitely go check it out after this. I'm also a big fan of American Idol. <laughs> That's one of my favorite shows to watch. And he was actually a contestant on American Idol in 2012 on the 11th season where he placed 7th. So he was in the top 10, which is so epic. But before we get into that conversation, let's take a second and pray together. Dear Lord, thank you for another day. God, I pray that no matter what we face today and no matter what the enemy tries to lie to us with today, that we would stand firm in your truth. Lord, remind us of scriptures that relate and connect to exactly what we're going through so that when the enemy does lie, that we can battle against him with those scriptures. And Lord, help us to recognize your voice over his voice. I also pray, Lord, that you would give us confidence to be bold in our day-to-day lives when we are around people who don't believe in you Lord, that we would represent you well and that we would be honest with others when they ask about our lives, when they ask about what we believe in. Lord, that we would be quick to talk about you and to be excited about you because, Lord, we love you and we're passionate about you. And help us to recognize when we are going through a battle or when we're feeling overwhelmed and when we're struggling, what exactly the enemy is doing so that we can be encouraged that we are facing that opposition because we're going in the right direction. Help us to be confident in you and to pray even more whenever we're struggling, that our first response would be to pray. So Lord, we just declare victory right now over anything that the enemy is doing and any difficulty that we're facing in Jesus' name. Lord, we cannot wait to see what you do and the victory that's coming. We love you and we give this day to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we get into the conversation with Colton Dixon, I think it would be fun to talk a little bit about resisting the enemy and how we can come out victorious. And the perfect example of this is Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Matthew 4 verse 1 through 11 says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No. The scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order His angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. 
Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. I got a lot of takeaways from that. (laughs) I got five to be specific. (laughs) So the first one, I think it's very interesting how the first thing that the enemy tempts Jesus with is what he knew would be his biggest weakness at the time, which was food. Because Jesus was super hungry. He had been fasting for 40 days. And The enemy knew that. And so he used what he knew would probably be his biggest weakness to tempt him first. And you can bet that he does the same with you. He knows what your biggest weakness is. And so he's going to come for that first. Second, every time that Satan tried to tempt Jesus, Jesus used scripture to stand against him. So if even Jesus uses scripture as a sword against Satan, then clearly it is important that we have scripture written on our hearts, ready to go for whenever the enemy is lying to us. Third, Satan gave Jesus empty promises. He said, I will give it all to you if you bow down and worship me. Except Satan doesn't have anything to give to us. He doesn't have anything good, that's for sure, because God is the only one Who can give? And if Satan gives anything, it's temporary. It's very temporary just to hook you in and then everything gets worse. So Satan's going to try to give you empty promises to convince you to do things that don't align with God's good and perfect will for your life. Fourth, Satan knew scripture too. And that's kind of wild, but it shows that Satan is wise and he knows his enemy. If even Satan knows his enemy, which is God, then it's also important for us to know our enemy so that we can fight against him. It also shows that although it's important to know scripture, it's also important to live by it, to live by the fruits of the spirit, because even the enemy knows the word of God. And finally, my fifth takeaway was Jesus commands Satan to leave. We have the authority when we are being tempted by the enemy and when he's trying to trip us up to tell him to go in Jesus' name and he must flee. Luke 10 verse 17 through 20 says, When the 72 disciples returned, they joyfully reported to him, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. Yes, he told them. I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. And Ephesians 6 verse 13 through 17 says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith 
to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I love that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit, and it's the sword of truth. It cuts down the lies of the enemy, and so it's so important that we have our sword and that it's sharp and ready to go. And by that, I mean you know Scripture. You know what the Lord says, and you know what His intentions are. You know His character. And one final thing, this one's a metaphor, but it's a quote by Winston Churchill. It says, if you're going through hell, keep going. The point is, if you stop in hell, you're stuck in hell. So no matter what it is that you're facing right now, keep on going. Because the enemy wants you to give up in the midst of difficulty. Because then things can get worse. But things are bound to get better if you just don't give up. If you just keep going. And with that, I think it's time that we get into the conversation that I had with Colton Dixon. I am joined with a very special guest, Colton Dixon. How are you today? I am excellent. How are you doing, Amber? I'm doing so great. I love it. So you have so many awesome songs and so many hits too, all the way back to like 2014, even Come on. With like through all of it. Yeah. I remember listening to that when I was super young. And right now, Build a Boat is such a big hit. And yeah, thank you. I would love to hear your story behind that song because I love the lyrics and I've been jamming out. Thank you so much. Um, Man, it's not every day I get to interview with an actual fan. So that's fun. (laughs) Um, Man, this song, the full story is this song existed before I ever got to collaborate with it. It was Mm -hmm. a song that some guys in Sweden wrote, um, but the lyrics were very different. It was a relationship song. It was about getting away from the world and kind Mm -hmm. of tuning it out. And and, um, they started pitching the song and we were one of the artists that got to hear it and, and just fell in love with the, the music and the melody and, and, uh, but also thought, man, what a cool opportunity yeah. to tell a bigger story here. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and read the story of Noah, mm-hmm. um, a story I've grown up with my entire life going to church. I think we get lost in the visuals of the story. Mm-hmm. There's a big boat, there's a flood, there's all these animals. It's a very visual yeah. story. Um, But the most beautiful part about the story to me is Noah's faith and his obedience when God asked him to step out and do something that, let's be honest, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, no doubt in my mind, Noah was the village idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) just what are you doing, buddy? But when God asks me to do something that's crazy or life throws me a curveball, I want my response to be yes. You know, I want to have Noah-sized faith and because I believe that the reward waiting on the other side of crazy faith far exceeds anything that we have to walk through to get there. So yeah, it was really just that Noah story that inspired me to go, let's let's write this song, um, fresh take on the song, um, but even a fresh take on the Noah story Mm -hmm. and how this might play out in current time. I think that's so cool. I love that story. And something that I was actually really curious about is if you've ever had a moment in your life where you felt like God was calling you to do something and you had no idea what the outcome looked like. Big time. Um, yeah, big time. Uh, so in it's the end of 2018, I believe, been mm-hmm. doing music for a few years. Um, I got dropped by my record label and it was mm-hmm. very sudden and, and uh, my team and I didn't see it coming. Uh, we were actually writing for a new project at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was a very like big question mark over the future. Like, what is this going to look like? And I thought that music was over. I thought, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm either 
um, going to continue doing music, but maybe at a church somewhere leading worship where mm-hmm. I need to figure something else out, you know, cause yeah. this was fun, but maybe that's it. Um, but I just, I, I would start praying and I just, I just knew it wasn't over. I didn't know what it looked like, but I just knew it wasn't over. And, um, it was kind of in that season that we had to learn how to trust that God was our provider as a musician. When you get dropped by your record label, it feels like you lose your job. Like yeah. <laughs> and it's, it feels so personal and it wasn't at all, you know, it's just a business decision, but still it feels personal. And, um, so you're wrestling with a lot, but so I went through quite an identity crisis in that time because I put so much of my identity in the security of having a label and mm-hmm. the security of what I do, quote unquote. And, mm-hmm. um, but man, God was just so good and he's so faithful during that time. And my wife said something that kind of flipped the script for us. She mm-hmm. said, what if this isn't a setback, but mm-hmm. what if this is God just setting you up for what's next? You know, it says that he gives and he takes away. Sometimes doors have to shut in order for another one to open. We've all heard these things. Yeah. Um, but it's true sometimes. Um, you know, I think if we didn't hold on to things so preciously or so tight, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't hurt as much when those things went away. <laughs> That's so true. Um, so, uh, yeah, I learned a lot during that season. Um, we were uh, we were building a boat during that season <laughs> uh, before we saw the rain. And, yeah. uh, and here we are, fast forward just a few years. What's even cool I'll mention is I lost my job. Um, just before the pandemic, when mm-hmm. so many other people lost theirs, wow. and I was able to write from a place into other people's seasons and situations, and I just believe that that is God's perfect timing. Yeah, was there a specific song that you remember writing during that time? Yeah, um, "Miracles" was one of those songs awesome. that I wrote during that time, and and uh, you know, it's funny when you're busy and um, you've got a lot of things going on; it's really easy to take for granted everything that goes on around you on a daily basis. The fact that we woke up with breath in our lungs this morning is a miracle, you know? So I just, I just started to appreciate all the little miracles that happen every day. And we kind of wrote a song about that and giving credit where credit's due. Mm -hmm. I think it's so easy to count it as, you know, happenstance or, you know, whatever. Um, Some people call it karma, whatever. It's like, (laughs) you know what? Like, I think we serve a good God and I think that he's really good to his kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so we, we wrote Miracles during that season. And and uh, again, I'm so glad that we did because Miracles came out during a time where people needed one. Yeah, that's so good. It's like your test became a testimony. Yes. And, Ooh, I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> and something that I like, I found such a fun fact about you is that you happened to be like on American Idol way back in the beginning. Yeah. And so I was wondering, like, is there something that you learned from that experience that you've taken with you? even to this day? Oh man, tons of things. Um, American Idol is is great because it's a crash course in all things music industry. So how to arrange a song, how to, you know, breathe properly and sing right, how to do an interview, like, you know, all, <laughs> the, all the things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. And um, so that was really cool. But honestly, the, the thing I take away most is what I learned spiritually during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, God was just so good and so patient with me mm-hmm. during that season. Um, I just feel like I really matured a lot and kind of grew up, um, on, while I was on that show spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was probably my favorite thing. Yeah. That must've been wild too. Like being on a show that's very, like, you don't, it's not like known to be super Christian or anything. Oh, they're all heathens over there. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And even to like start as a young adult too, and to openly just share about your faith and do what you do. I think what would be so cool is even if you had like a piece of advice that you could give about 
how we can become better at sharing in our faith. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of it was probably just stubbornness. And, and um, I grew up in church and, and uh, that's just all I knew. Um, mm-hmm. But there is an element where, I don't know, there comes a point in everyone's life where faith has to become their own. They can't ride on the coattails of someone else's faith forever. And um, whether that's your parents or your, your leaders or your friends, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to need to make that decision. And man, I've just seen God come through time and time again for me. Mm-hmm. So it, it comes pretty natural just to share like, well, I can share because I've seen firsthand experience of God mm-hmm. showing up in my life. And I think that's what relationship is. You can't trust someone if you don't have a relationship with them. The more you spend time with God, the more that relationship is going to deepen, the more that you're going to trust mm-hmm. because you're going to see firsthand that God is who he says he is and his mm-hmm. word never returns void and, and all these things. So when I was on Idol, you know, it's actually contrary to what you might think. I thought, man, I'm going to I'm going to go be like the Christian music guy. And, and I, I love Christian music and, and did back then, too. And and uh, I felt so strong. It's like, don't talk about me. Don't bring mm-hmm. don't bring it up. I'll open the doors. And mm-hmm. when I do, you can walk through them. But just live your life how you know to live it, according to my word. And I will bring up the conversation. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if the church loves that answer, but it, it's just what happened. And yeah. and But what was so cool and so natural and relationships were formed first. Mm-hmm. And, and there was this almost credibility or even just this respect, mutual mm-hmm. respect that I would have with other contestants or people backstage. And, and then they would ask the right questions, yeah. you know, being backstage, Ryan Seacrest asking me like, Hey, what do you do to get ready for a show? Like, just curious mm-hmm. off camera, man, honestly, like I pray not only, you know, for the technical things doing all that, but just to kind of reset and refocus why I do what I do. And, and mm-hmm. I think there's a bigger thing here. Yeah. And just that answer, taking him off guard and by surprise, and like, really? Like, tell me about that. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just cool. God's cool and he knows what he's doing. His plans are better than ours. And mm-hmm. and it's it's always in our best interest to trust his plan over our own. That's amazing. I think like I'm very similar in that way where it's like, I want that person to get to know me. And then like, they just will ask those questions and I'll be yeah. able to say like, this is why I am who I am. And these are my values. And I think that's just awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite songs of yours is Devil is a Liar. Come on. Love it. <laughs> it is so good. Thank you. And those lies of the enemy really like get in your head. Oh, they're brutal. And I was yeah. wondering, like, was there a specific season that was resonating with you in your life that brought that song about? Yeah. Um, man, there's it, it was a book I was reading. John Bevere wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on the title of this, but it's about being offended. Man, the the enemy, it's like fiery darts at you. But here's the deal. Like we can choose to accept those, you know, lies as truth and we mm-hmm. can choose to clothe ourselves in that or mm-hmm. we can choose to let it roll off our back, like, you know, water off a duck's back. Like, you know, we can we can choose. We have that authority. Yeah. Um, you know, God said that he gave us the keys to the kingdom. Whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever mm-hmm. we loose shall be loose in heaven. And man, I, we just, we have an authority whether we realize it or not, spiritual authority over the enemy. Yeah, it, it was just kind of like a, a stick it to the devil song, really. <laughs> just like, I, I, what's even funnier is I was in the studio that day with uh, a guy who is a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. um, but is kind of navigating life and figuring things out. We were out in California. I feel like that's where a lot of pastor kids go um, <laughs> when they're figuring <laughs> out life. And the other the other guy didn't really have much to do with religion. Mm-hmm. But we were able to to like write this song that has so much truth and depth 
um, in such a fun way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite songs to play, actually. Um, I'm kind of sad we're not doing that one today. That would be fun. I'm sorry. Oh, no. We have such a limited window. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, I'm going to remember the name of that book. It's John Bevere something. I will find it. Yeah. I will find that book. Yeah. I think <laughs> Satan is in the title. The Bait of Satan. That's it. Okay. The Bait of Satan. Um, so he's going to throw you some bait, like just like fishing, right? Like you're going to, you're going to bait those fish and, yep. and then you're going to get them on hook, line, sinker. And, and, uh, the devil's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to throw things at you that seem right, that seem good or like whatever. And man, they, they might even, here's the crazy part. They might even be good. They might even be morally good, but they might not be the best option for you. Yeah. And that's what God is after. Mm-hmm. He's after the best case scenario. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Don't take the bait. Yeah, I find that like he likes to disguise yes. lies with truth. Yeah. And so then you'll be like hearing these things and you're like, oh, well, maybe that's true. I even heard this one thing where it was like, he'll say like one truth and then like two lies. So then it just like disguises it for you. The truth sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> man, not good. <laughs> and I find that like scripture is what helps the most to keep you focused on truth and what God has to say about you. Yeah, agreed. And so I was wondering, is there a scripture that you hold on to that really encourages you on a daily basis? Yeah, the one I keep going back to is Philippians 4.13. And it's it's been like my life first since I was young, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And mm-hmm. the bigger picture of this is in plenty, in lack, mm-hmm. no matter what the situation is, I know that God has always gotten me through. Um, and uh, it actually inspired the song through all of it as well. Good times, the bad times, the highs, the lows, God's always been there. And uh, we are able to overcome because of who lives in us. So yeah, just I see such an identity crisis amongst people, young people, old people, doesn't matter. We're putting our identity in so many things and, and, uh, kind of what you just hit on, like find out who God says you are. Mm -hmm. Um, it's there in scripture. It's there for the taken. Um, I think if we really saw ourselves as the, the sons and daughters, heirs to the throne that we are, we would make different life decisions that would greatly benefit us. So, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. I yeah. find like everything that you have said has been so encouraging. Oh, awesome. So I'm so excited. Thank you so, so much Man. for joining us today. Thank you for having me. My honor. So that was my conversation with Colton Dixon and I loved it. I found it so encouraging and I hope that it encouraged you as well. And something that came to mind when listening back to that conversation is a quote. It says, Your life may be the only Bible that some people will ever read. And I love that quote because it shows that we need to be careful how we act because we are representatives of Jesus. I've found that one of the biggest things that turns people away from God are Christians or people who call themselves Christians but misrepresent Jesus' character and what he stands for. 1 Peter 3 verse 15 says, You must worship Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. I really love Colton's honesty about his time on American Idol because sharing about our faith can be nerve-wracking. But one of the easiest ways that we can share our faith is by answering day-to-day questions with honesty. You can mention your faith when people ask, how are you? And you can mention what you learned at church on Sunday 
when people ask about your weekend. And you can also mention that cool thing that happened in your life that could have only been God when you're catching up with a friend. Ministering to others and sharing your faith with unbelievers can be simple. You're simply sharing your experience, your testimony, and what's going on in your life right now. It's actually kind of wild. So I work retail at a secular clothing store, and my coworkers know what I believe simply because when they ask about my weekend or what I'm up to, oftentimes it's something faith-related. Like just by starting this podcast and I mention, oh, I have a podcast, and then they ask, what about? And then I share that it's about my faith, and then it creates this whole conversation starter. Or it's hanging out with friends from church or going to a church event. And because of them learning that I believe in God, I've actually learned that some of my coworkers also believe in God. And I wouldn't have known that if I didn't bring it up, if I didn't share what it is that I do throughout my week. Because as followers of Jesus, our lives and how we spend our time should have Jesus in it throughout our week, should have something related to him that we can then bring up with our friends. If our lives look exactly the same as our friends who are unbelievers, then are we really following Jesus? I'm just going to put that question out there. Also, I think we can learn a lot from the Noah story, which Colton Dixon's song, Build a Boat, is all about. Noah was building the ark for about 70 years. He was trusting in God's promise to him, and he didn't give up on it, even over the course of 70 years, when people around him must have thought he was crazy. I think that's so incredible because these days, I find if we don't see progress within like a month, We get so discouraged with whatever it is that we're doing. And I can imagine that at times Noah probably got discouraged, but he trusted in the Lord's promise to him and he kept going. He did not give up. And I know that I want to have a hope and a faith that is as resilient and trusting as Noah's. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to check out Colton Dixon's music, including all of the songs that he shared about today, if you haven't already. And even if you have, just go re-listen to them because they're awesome. (laughs) And I would also super appreciate it if you rated this podcast. Make sure to follow so that you can stay up to date whenever a new episode drops. I hope you have a great week. Just remember that when you focus on the good and when you focus on God, the good gets better. (laughs) 